This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. What's up, Faithful? You're listening to another episode of the 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast, a part of the Odyssey Network. I'm Brian. He's Al. We made it through Wild Card Weekend. Our 49ers got to watch... And laugh with the rest of us at the Cowboys and the Eagles as they got their shit rocked on national television. The NFC least has no more representatives in the playoff field. And let's be honest, Al, it wouldn't be the postseason without a 49ers Packers matchup. How you feeling about uh, about the road ahead for our San Francisco 49ers? You know, kind of the first thing that came to my mind when the when the dust settled and the weekend settled and we knew the winners and the losers it was if not now when yeah because if you look at what the road is now paved for the niners i guess and it didn't end up being that way but you thought philly and dallas were going to be the competition and i still thought dallas was going to be the competition dallas has a ton of talent on that team just just a ton of talent on that team and for them to lay an egg like they did I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit, but holy shit, if you're a Cowboys fan right now, I mean, it's like you're on the ledge. It couldn't have been any worse. D- Dak, and we've been saying this about Dak, he's going to all the numbers he wants to in the, in the regular season. He's got to show up big, and he never yeah. does in the playoffs. He played great against Tampa last year. Other than that, two and five now, disappointment after disappointment. So Dallas is out. Philly, you kind of wonder, are they going to turn the switch on? You know, do they are they just thinking to themselves, we know how to win in the postseason when we get there? I know we've been struggling, but yeah, dude, they looked like they didn't want to be there, just looked like no. they didn't want to be playing the game. They couldn't tackle, they looked disjointed on offense. I mean, they didn't even look like they were trying to tackle. It was one of those games where, like, on a third and one, I'm like, Rashad White's gonna get five yards, and, and he did terrible. And then the only good game, really, the whole weekend, Lions and Rams it was a great and game. You're glad yeah. the Rams lost, at least I'm glad the Rams lost because the Rams did scare me division team playing well they know each other Stafford and Puka and Cup and Kyron Williams you just you never know like they worried me a little bit so now those three teams are out and you have the youngest team and I think the NFL it is Packers NFL yes the Bucks who the Baker Mayfield led Bucks I know there's talent there but come on nine and eight they just got their asses kicked 31 to whatever by the Saints two weeks ago or whatever it was Mm -hmm. and the Lions who the struggles on defense, but you know, they got some mojo going on there. They can run the ball. You, they, they won 12 games for a reason, but not a team that I'm don't think the Niners can't put 30 points up on. So yeah. now, if not now, when Brian, because the road is paved, it's just they are set up to just run the table here, get to the Super Bowl, and then you know, we'll see with the AFC. But I, I can't believe how well it worked out for them. Knock on wood, something weird doesn't happen, but I just I, I was shocked the way that it all played out. Yeah, you know, and and honestly, the 49ers got the number one seed, so there was never like, you know, a, we want it to we- work out this way so that we can host another playoff game. You know, like none of that was in the cards. We knew that as long as the 49ers were in the playoffs, they were going to have home games, so there was that. But, I mean, when you looked at that NFC field, you thought to yourself, 
it's the 49ers and then it's the Cowboys and Lions probably and then it's it's everybody else and I think I think all of us fell victim to, you know, the Cowboys record, you know, what what that offense did. Uh and then you look at their schedule and what that offense did against really bad teams versus what they did against a teams with a winning record. Um you know, they were they had one win against the Eagles and they had a one point victory over the Lions where we all saw them lose that game and get jobbed and the lions get jobbed by the refs. So mm-hmm. theoretically, I'm going to call that a loss. The only victory over a team with a winning record or a playoff team that that Cowboys team had was the one game that they beat the Eagles late in the season after the Eagles got just absolutely demolished by the 49ers and went 1 and 5 the rest of the way. In fact, I tweeted out that there's a uh, there's a, a phenomenon in medicine called uh, terminal lucidity, which is something that they uh, a term that they use for uh, people with Alzheimer's or dementia. Uh, as they get nearer to death, they become more lucid, like they get memories back and things like that. And it's often this you know this this sense of excitement for the loved ones, and then that terminal lucidity happens could be hours, could be days, could be up to a week before an eventual passing. And and I tweeted out that that was the Eagles victory over the Giants was their terminal lucidity moment because from the moment that they got beat by the 49ers, it just seemed like they were on death's door and it was just a matter of time. And it just felt like both of those teams were frauds. And and it it became evident by the fact that the Cowboys just got run out of their own stadium uh, by a seventh seeded Packers team who needed help to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then if the, if the Bucks receivers could catch that game would have been over in the first half. So neither one of those teams were ready for playoff football. And it, it certainly seems like if we're being honest, the four best teams in the NFC are probably the ones remaining, which is kind of an indictment on the NFC because it's the 49ers, the lions, the Bucks and the Packers, you know, the Bucks and the Packers were nine and eight and the lions were, you know, the lions were, uh, were they 11 and six or 12 and five? I can't remember, but 12 and five, 12 12 and five. five, just like the 49ers. But again, if the 49ers had to play the Rams in week 18, I think they probably would have won that game. Then we would have been, you know, a record would have been 13 and four. So like you said, if not now, when it is perfectly set up and while you cannot take any of these teams lightly, each of the three remaining teams has a fatal flaw that the 49ers don't have. The 49ers are the most balanced team remaining in the NFC field. They've got a top 10 defense. They've got a top five offense. And those other three teams, while they might like the Packers and the, and the lions are, are really good on offense. They've got really suspect defenses. And then the bucks have a pretty decent defense, but, They've got Baker Mayfield uh, as as their quarterback, and 49ers have already played the the Bucks, and it really wasn't a competitive game. You know, they didn't they didn't put up over thirty, uh, but also it, the game was in hand for the majority of of the game. So, yeah, I mean, outside of just absolute Philadelphia level meltdowns, I just mm. don't see where this path doesn't lead to the 49ers being in Vegas as the NFC representative. Well, if it doesn't happen, it's, it's a huge disappointment. It was always mm-hmm. going to be a disappointment, but I feel like as much as Dallas has been frauds, as much as the Niners have handled them, if you lose to a team with that much talent, you know, if, if you, if maybe you just get outscored or something fluky happens, yeah. whatever, not that you could live with it, because again, this is kind of a make or break season, but right. you could justify it, I guess. Yeah. Now it's kind of like, can't really justify any of these losses if 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 it if you if they do end up losing. So mm-hmm. Green Bay was four and six at one point. I think Tampa yeah. was three and six at, at one point. Mm-hmm. And they're just not they're not on the level of the 49ers, those two teams no. at all to me. So yeah, is Tampa an upstart or I'm sorry, is um Green Bay an upstart team right now? Absolutely. But as we look into the game, I'll tell you some reasons why I think yeah. we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves with some with some of the Green Bay stuff. They look great. They look great, but one of the things, how many teams have we seen look great in a wild card round and then go in the divisional round and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you run into a buzzsaw 
or you just kind of come back to earth. Be very careful. Bill Simmons has a, it's called a playoff manifesto he does. And one mm-hmm. of the things is beware that wildcard team that wins. It looks great going into the next round. Yeah. Green Bay does not scare me a ton. Do I think they could score? Yeah. But overall, and we'll get into why. Tampa Bay, for all the reasons yeah. you said, not they were feisty when they played the Niners. Yeah. But again, there's just they just have a ceiling to me mm-hmm. that I, I don't think they can go in and really put up, oh, my God, this team scored 40 and they were unstoppable. I don't think that's going to happen on San Francisco. Detroit. Do I think Detroit can come in and put up a lot of points? Yep, I do. But two things there that I'm not worried about is one, um, on the road, Jared Goff. Not worried about that. And I'm not worried about their defense whatsoever. I mean, not not even a little bit. I think the Niners would put up, they may put up 40 on their defense. And Goff, as good as Goff played in that game Saturday night, he played terrific. He did have Mm -hmm. the one Jared Goff moment where he kind of tried to, I don't know, lateral the ball backwards. Yeah, that was how he tried to do that he got away with. But other than that, he played really well. And I think Mm -hmm. he'll play really well at home this week, too. But if he has to go to San Francisco on the road in the NFC Championship, I I think the Niners are going to keep alive. Yeah. And and the one thing about the Lions that I'm not going to say concerns me uh, on the defensive side, but they are the number one run defense in the NFL. Like they, they came into the season. uh, They talked about it on the broadcast uh, of Mm -hmm. that, of that Rams uh, or Lions game, but that uh, you know, they came into the season and said like they were on defense, they were awful last year. And so it was about like taking strides. Right. And so they came into the season with a commitment, like we're going to be good against the run like we might be not great any other in any other area of the defense but we're gonna be good at stopping the run and they have been and so you know that does concern me a little bit but that that secondary is eminently gettable and I just feel like um I just feel like there's there's not again not a lot to be scared of any of the three teams remaining can any of those three teams beat the 49ers? Absolutely. You know, this is this is the NFL. Any given Sunday. Any sure. given Sunday, sure. 100%. The You know, Brock Purdy could go out and have a, a similar performance that he did against the Ravens. I don't anticipate that, but that could definitely happen. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that would happen because the stage was too big, but mm-hmm. the, a lot of those, you know, not a lot, but if, uh, three of those were, were fluky interceptions right like batted down at the you know hit hit at the line of scrimmage lands in someone's arms you know tipped again lands in someone's arms right like that kind of stuff isn't isn't typical that's not going to happen all the time you still got to give credit to the ravens defense they were in position to make those plays like i'm not taking anything away from them but i it wasn't uh it wasn't a four interception performance like he just threw it to four ravens uh, and, and it was like, what the hell are you doing? So I, you know, uh, again, any given Sunday, you've got to respect any team that has made it into the playoffs. But as I said on Twitter, prior to the playoffs, even starting, does anybody in the NFC as a 49er fan, does anybody in the NFC scare you? And I used that gift from Wolf of wall street with Leo DiCaprio and it was just absolutely fucking not like no one does. And and right. that's not that's not being a homer. That's not being you know, that is recognizing that this team genuinely is a tier above anybody else in the NFC. And the only team through the, the regular season that could lay claim to that as well is in the AFC. And that's the Ravens. So um yeah, I mean it's it, it seems like it seems like this team is on a collision course with Vegas and really I think the only team that can stop them is is themselves. Yeah, and defensively I think you said the the for, for what you said earlier about the Niners and like what teams are better. No teams agree. Mm-hmm. They're totally better than every other team, but what defense scares you in the NFC? None. Yeah, none. None. There's not, not a single the defense. Yeah. That scares you in the NFC. So for them, it's just if they play their game, if they execute, I just, you, I don't, I'm not trying to get overconfident here, Brian. I'm not. I, I get it. If, I get it. Because I don't want to be. 49ers are the 49ers. Yes. Yeah. Are they not? I don't think they'll lose by, or I don't think they'll win by less than 20. And Brian Baldinger was on, I don't know what he was on today, but he said, he said this it's about the 49ers and how they execute. I don't care mm-hmm. what the Packers do. The Packers came to town before and the Niners ran the ball right down their throats a couple of years ago. It's a lot of the same type of people. Agree with that 100%. Niners play the Niners games. They will be mm-hmm. Packers by 20. They'll be 
Tampa by 20, and they will beat Detroit by 10 plus. It, it's just yeah. that simple. And it's not being a homer. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm not a homer. I say yeah. what I think. I'm not afraid to knock the team. I'm not afraid to say where I'm nervous right now. I'm as confident as I've ever been. And if they don't make the Super Bowl, it is just a, will be a gut punch. They should yeah. take walk to the Super Bowl. Take yes. walk to the Super Bowl. Yes. And, you know, uh, over on the AFC side, there are, you know, there are three teams that are better than any. There are three teams that are better than any team left in the NFC and a fourth team that you could argue could be better. And that's the Texans. Right. But you've still got the Ravens, the Chiefs and the Bills. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited for that Bills Chiefs game. Uh, I'm actually excited for that Ravens uh, Texans game. I would love I'm very excited to see Bobby Slowick's game plan against the Ravens because I feel like he had stuff to learn from what Shanahan did against the Ravens basically like what not to do because that again I I still don't understand Shanahan's game plan against the Ravens it won't ever make sense to me right. uh no despite what any you know anybody trying to explain it to me just doesn't make sense um you know the the lack of running all of that the problem for the Texans is their run game sucks out loud um and so they are going to have to throw which you know uh definitely plays into the hands of that of that Ravens defense but I'm excited to see CJ Stroud in that environment I'm excited to see you know what what he has in terms of moxie going against you know the the best defense in the NFL uh a historically good defense uh even better than the than the Browns which by the way the Browns you know I thought the Browns would go in and beat the Texans I genuinely did and then I thought hey maybe the Browns could go in and beat the Ravens uh, what I failed to realize, this is wild to me. The Browns as a defense at home uh, gave up an average of 13.8 points per game, to be which is first in the NFL. On the road, the Browns gave up 30.7 points per game, which was literally worst in the NFL. They were they, two different defenses when they played at home versus on the road. And, and mm -hmm. a lot of that had to do, I think with that, that defensive line was all about get off. And when you play at home, you know, you got the noise where you're the, the opposing quarterback is, is going off, you know, a, a movement, whatever the case may be. Right. And you can key on that a lot easier than you can on the road when the quarterback doesn't have to go to a silent count and you're having to listen and, you know, and worry about hard counts and things like that. And I think that had a lot to do with it, but um, you know, the, the Texans absolutely just dismantled that, that Browns defense, which I think is, uh, you know, can bode well for them against the Ravens. I think they're going to give the Ravens a game. I don't know that they'll win that game, but I definitely think it's, it, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Um, and, and cause honestly, I, I also, I was thinking about this today. I I don't think the Ravens offense is as impressive as it felt like it was against the 49ers. They were the beneficiary of a lot of short fields because of mm -hmm. turnovers. And they moved the ball on the 49ers, but it wasn't it wasn't where it was like they moved it at will or you know the 49ers threw everything they could at them and they just couldn't get stops. Like it wasn't that. It was it was a fluky game again where they the 49ers gave the ball away, which is not common for them uh, under Kyle Shanahan, but also this season, they they took care of the ball really, really well. So that was kind of an aberration. But mm -hmm. I just, that that offense, it I'm not all that impressed by it, right? If you can contain Lamar Jackson, you have a shot. Now that doesn't mean that he can't beat you from the pocket. He absolutely can, but it's those, it's those off schedule plays. It's when he breaks the pocket and then his receivers can just do a, a scramble drill that you get in trouble because you just can't cover for that long. So, you know, I, I think D'Amico is going to have a great game plan. Uh, you know, whether he has the horses to pull it off, that's to be seen. But I, I definitely expect D'Amico to have a, a good game plan going into that against the Ravens. And I'm excited for that game. Um, you know, the, the two, the two best games of the, you know, of the, of divisional round weekend are going to be the AFC games, right? The Texans and Ravens and the, the chiefs and the bills. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bobby Sloak should get head coach consideration. He's done. He that. is He's already. He's job. the the Seahawks have already asked to interview him, and I believe the te- the Titans have asked, and the Panthers have asked, and I think there's one more team that's already asked to interview him. So, yeah, I, I don't even think he's, he might. Be I think he's going to get one. Yeah, <laughs> I just the think he's going to get one. The job that he's done, and you've seen what D'Amico Ryan's has done with this team. It's been unbelievable, yeah. and and we knew with the Niners that that, that guy was special. I mean, yeah. you just knew it. It was just a matter of time again before he was going to be a head coach. And, and that is a fun team. It's a fun team to root for. There, you know, there's, it's got some Niner roots there with with Demico and Slok yeah. and those guys. As far as Lamar, he's got his own hill to climb. Mm-hmm. I need to see it. He's another one like Dak. I need to see it. I need yep. to see you go out in January, and I need to see you win that big playoff game. Mm-hmm. I need to see you kind of get on a run here. You know, as far as Brock Purdy, people say that's a question mark too. Absolutely, but Purdy's but he's won two games one. in the playoffs. He's won two games. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. won two playoff games. Right? Yeah. He's got as many as Dak and, and more than Lamar. Mm-hmm. He, he, after two games so yeah well, he's got stuff to prove this year because last year yeah. his house is money right this mm-hmm. year it's not but yeah lamar's got his own hill to climb there and as far as the other game look i'm sick of kansas city uh, i just <laughs> i really want to see them lose and we know we know the bills are my mistress the bills are my mom you know um yeah the 49ers are Car- carmela soprano and uh <laughs> the the bills are where one of tony tony's uh what gloria yeah. or whoever if you yeah. watch sopranos but no i don't love the bills that much they're just like a team i root for um, sure you know it's like a family team type or whatever so yeah. really want to see them upset well no i guess i think they're favored somehow i don't see how if you watch the bills play the last the chiefs are favored are, in that game no the bills are favored oh yeah i, I think the bills should be favored i i don't if you've watched the bills play it's been really ugly like they try to give games away. They try to screw it up. So I yeah. I thought Kansas City would be favored by two, two and a half. And the Bills are favored by two, two and a half last I saw. Patrick so, Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes has never played a playoff game away from Arrowhead. On the road, yeah. The Bills yeah. just gotta prove a lot to me that they can I don't know. I I'm still their defense is, is decimated by injuries. The other 49er yeah. groups that we saw are Mike McDaniel, and I thought he had a yeah. really rough, a really rough game. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand some of his game plan. I didn't against the previous week against the Bills. He stopped running the ball. And I mm-hmm. thought the difference in that game, Brian, I think the score was 13 to 7, I think. But they had a um, ball inside Chiefs territory. They had a third down and a fourth down play, and they were finally running the ball. Mm-hmm. They were really running the ball well and starting to get momentum. It's third and two, throws the ball. Fourth and two, throws the ball. They end up go, turning the ball over on downs, and the game was over from there. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't love some of, some of his game plan. I didn't love some of his calls. And he's, again, the, the defense is, is decimated by injuries. So yeah. you can't really knock them there. But in terms of Tua's play, and in terms of, again, at some point now, McDaniel, he's another one now. Now he's got his, his hill to climb. He's yeah. got to get to the playoffs and win a game. So, you know, listen, McDaniel's not going anywhere. He's definitely going to get another chance next year, whether that's with Tua or someone else. But, you know, he's another person, you know, you're rooting for is, is mm-hmm. with the Niners tie ties, but he's got his, his own hill to climb. You know, I think Mike McDaniel sometimes suffers from the same thing that Kyle Shanahan suffers from and that he outthinks himself. And so again, you go third and two and you just think to yourself, well, they're going to gear up to stop the run. So I'm going to pass. Well, the problem is, is your quarterback hasn't shown that he can complete very many passes this game. You know, was I, negative 27 out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, but, but also you look at, 
you look at the Chiefs and they threw the ball all over the field. So it is doable. But when you're a team from South Beach, like you're just not prepared to play in a game like that. And I I think the problem for for that team is always going to be if you have to go on the road in the postseason and it's going to be inclement weather, they're always going to be at a disadvantage just because they're not used to they're not used yeah. to playing in that, which is why they would have benefited greatly from winning that damn Buffalo game. So they could have hosted a playoff game instead of going on the road. So, you know, I think that's part of the problem. I also just think, you know, at this point, I, I genuinely don't think that Tua is it. And no, I think I Tua, I think Tua is Mike McDaniels, Jimmy G or Jared Goff, right? Where you realize like you've, you've squeezed every ounce of juice out of, you know, out of that, out of that orange and there's really nothing, nothing more that you can get out of him. Now, it's a hell of a season, but the season is just to prepare you for the postseason. And this is now two years and now Tua didn't play in the postseason last year. I understand that he mm -hmm. was injured, but I don't it just feels like it just feels like they've got one more season. They've got him on his fifth year option. But I is Tua going to play on his fifth year option without an extension? I have no idea. Are you willing to extend Tua? Are you willing to pay Tua what you know you would likely need to pay him? I wouldn't be. But you're also kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because if he sits out, you know you can't really drop forty on Kirk if that's if that's what you want. I think Kirk would be amazing down there. Um, yeah. I know he's coming off that Achilles, but I think. I think Kirk Cousins would be Mike McDaniel's Matthew Stafford, and I think it would take that offense to another level. Uh, no pun intended, to a but um, but it just feels like it just feels like they're at a really really difficult uh, kind of crossroads, if you will. And I don't mm -hmm. envy that decision whatsoever. Um, but yeah, it, it was a bummer. Um, I would have loved to see them take Kansas City out. Uh, but you know, Kansas city is, is there, <laughs> this is old hat to them, you know? And, and it, it, it's yep. crazy to me because, uh, I saw this today and I didn't realize it, you know, if the 49ers win on Saturday, that means they'll make it to three straight NFC championship games and four of the last five. That's wild. That is a hell of a run for Kyle Shanahan and this 49ers team. And it's still it's still viewed as yeah, but he can't win the big one. Right. And that's what the, that's what the bugaboo is. But, you know, we've talked often on the show about like, what do you expect out of a season? We talked about it, you know, a few shows back. Like if you can't take a step back from the season, even if they don't win the Super Bowl and go, that was a fun season. That's the amount of pressure that you're putting on yourself as a fan for this team to win the Super Bowl. You know, it's like, if they don't win the Super Bowl, you can't enjoy it. This is a team where every year you go, listen, they're probably going to make the NFC championship game because they've done it again. If they do it this this year, they'll be four of the past five years. Like that's a hell of a sustained run of success. And the Chiefs are on, you know, a very similar path. The only difference is, is they've won two of those Lombardis and, and the 49ers haven't yet. But like we said earlier, the the path is there for them. But the first step is to get through this this Green Bay squad. Yeah, and looking at this game, so you know the the thing the Niners are going to do that Dallas couldn't do and that the Eagles couldn't do and that, frankly, a lot of teams can't do. They're going to shut down the middle of the field. Do you know why they're going to do the shut down the middle of the field? Because they have absolute studs at linebacker that are able to take that part of the game away. So I think what's interesting about, you know, Brian and I talked last show, I don't know if it was last show or a couple shows, shows ago, but whatever it was, that the Niners kind of, they build the team differently than some other teams do in that they value and pay their running back. They value yeah. and pay their kicker. They value and pay a fullback. They value and pay off ball linebackers, which a lot of teams don't do. And guess what? It's, it's going to be a game changer. We've seen it. It hurt the Eagles. It hurt the Cowboys. It's hurt a lot of teams. They don't have Fred Warner. They don't have Dre Greenlaw. It's going to take that part of the game away, and I think that's going to be huge. And when you could take something away, teams have to, have to adjust. And they're just so loaded on defense, the Niners. So where, where do you go and where am I worried about this game? I'm not worried about Green Bay's, 
defense at all. We'll talk about that. No. What would worry you is that Jordan Love is red hot right now. Yep. So if, if you think the Niners are going to lose this game, they're probably not going to lose a 13 to 10. It would be no. a 31 to 27, a shootout type situation, right. I would think. And I saw, saw this, I'm not sure who put it up, but I did see the stat on Twitter. So Brock Purdy's last 10 games, 70.5% completion, 288 yards per game, 21 TDs, 10 picks, and a QB rating just under 114. Phenomenal. Jordan Love in that same, same time. Yeah. 68.5% completion, 271 yards a game, 23, 3D, 23 TDs, only three picks in a mm-hmm. 111.3 QB rating. He looked yeah. fearless against the Cowboys. He threw some absolute dimes. There were a lot of wide open people too, but he threw some really good throws. So that's the thing with love. But this offense, Brian, is so young. So this is Jordan Love's first taste of it all. And again, he, he hasn't gone up against the defense like, like the Niners mm-hmm. here, right? And mm-hmm. then you look at the guys he's throwing to. He's got some exciting young players. They're going to be good for a long time. Jaden Reed's a rookie. Wicks is a rookie. Christian Watson's in the second year. Mm-hmm. Luke Musgrave is a rookie. Aaron Jones is playing out of his mind right now. Yeah. That's a worry if the Niners you know, can't stop the run. But this, to me, is a Green Bay team that, again, the way they looked last week, people are going to be like, oh, man, look out for them. But I think reality is going to set in real quick this week. And that's not to say they're going to get dog walked. I, I don't know if that's going to happen. No. But I can see them sticking around. But at the end, it should be a game the Niners win comfortably, comfortably, regardless of how good that offense can be at times. Well, and you think about Kyle Shanahan's record against former coaches of his, right? Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, um, Mike McDaniel. Hasn't played Salah yet. Um, hasn't played D'Amico yet. But you look at it and you're like, Kyle kind of owns those guys. And I think part yeah. of it is, you know, he understands. That's the thing is he can help his defense prep because he understands what their offense is trying to do because they're running his offense. Now, LaFleur... I think does a little bit more in terms of uh, a little bit more like Sean McVay than like McDaniel, right? Like Shanahan and McDaniel and Slowick, they run up very similar schemes. Although Slowick, because they can't run, uh, you know, has a more robust passing attack, but also because he has a really, really good quarterback. CJ Stroud is fantastic. I love that yeah. guy. Uh, I tweeted out on, on Saturday to me, CJ Stroud, is like if you had Brock Purdy, like if you just took all of the essence of who Brock Purdy is, what he's good at, you know, all of it, work ethic, all of it, and just put that in Trey Lance's body, that's what CJ Stroud is. And it it feels a, like a pretty pretty solid, um, you know, I guess metaphor, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, because the thing about CJ Stroud is one of the things you notice is the nothing, the no moment is too big for him. And that's again one of the qualities that I love most about Brock. But um he just is is very, very successful against those guys. You know, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, LaFleur's only beaten him once, and that was when he had Rodgers, and that was um that was a COVID regular, year, right? That was a COVID year, regular season yeah. game. Um and then, you know, McVay got him this <laughs> technically this past, uh, you know, week 18 and then obviously mm-hmm. in the championship game. But, you know, you you brought up kind of what what scares you about about Green Bay. And it is it is the offense because the defense, the defense has made guys like Tommy DeVito look like a real NFL quarterback. And they made Baker Mayfield look like an absolute superstar. And like you look at, uh, you know, and and they've they've given up 200 yards on the ground to I think five different teams this season. Like this defense is not good. They are not good. And the fact that they did what they did against Dallas was a little surprising. But then also, you know, all of a sudden you're like, hey, this this game, which was an absolute like blowout, has gotten a lot closer. <laughs> uh towards the end of this game you know it got to a two score to two scores with like less than five minutes left and i was like is joe barry gonna (laughs) is joe barry gonna joe barry this game is he gonna is he gonna let this game get away from them they gave up 510 yards i mean right right and i mean granted when you're playing defense and you're up by multiple scores you're gonna play soft you're you know you're 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 gonna allow things to happen uh, because you don't have the pressure, but yeah, this defense doesn't scare me at all. Jordan Love is on a heater, and that 
a little bit reminds me of you know the the 2021 season uh where they lost to the rams in the nfc championship game because matt stafford was on a heater in the playoffs mm -hmm. but you look at that game as well and matt stafford was good but that 49ers defense pretty pretty much held him in check it was the offense's lack of ability to execute that ended up costing them that game in the end um and I, I don't foresee anything like that happening against this Green Bay team. That Rams defense was a lot better than this Green Bay defense is. So I, there's just not a lot of concern for me, even if it gets to be a shootout, even if that that Packers offense just starts to pour it on, that Packers defense isn't going to stop this 49ers offense. There's no, no way. There's no way that they will. And so, you know, a shootout can, you know, can get wonky a little bit, but I just, I don't, you know, it, it may, we may go into halftime of this game and it may be a one score game, but then they're going to come out of halftime and that's when you're going to see them kind of pull away. And that's probably, that's my expectation. And we've seen a lot of Niners games like that, where it's like 17, yeah. 10 at the half and you're like, yep. oh, why are they letting them hang around? And then it's 34, 13. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's, what's funny yeah. about this defense too. Like, I feel like with the Niners defense, we're always like, oh. They don't look good. They're not playing well. It just doesn't mm -hmm. look like the Niners defense. And then you look up and they give up 16 points. Right. You know, because there's so much talent on the team. They have guys in the playoffs who absolutely step up to Eric Armstead has seven sacks in nine career playoff games, um, six sacks in his last five playoff games. And then Nick Bosa, who really was not Nick Bosa in the playoffs last year, whether he kind of ran out of gas or was hurt or whatever. I don't think he mm -hmm. had a sack in three games in the playoffs last year. And he still has eight sacks and nine tackles for loss in nine career playoff games. That's how dominant he's been yeah. in the playoffs in, with, with, since his time with the 49ers. So I feel like they're going to step up. Javon Hargrave has three sacks and then playoffs, five tackles for loss. These are guys who played really well. Again, I just I, I think the linebackers make a difference. I, I really do. I'm watching the games this weekend and being like, their linebackers suck. Their mm -hmm. linebackers suck. Mm -hmm. Their linebackers suck. Yeah. The Niners linebackers don't. I think it's don't. a big deal. I do. Yeah. I think this time of year, I think you take away the middle of the field. It's 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 a huge deal. So when the Ravens can do it too, right? They're the two teams, yep. and, and the, the Chiefs defense looks pretty damn good right now too with Nick Bolton back there and yeah. everything else. But um, they're the two teams that I think can change the way that you play on defense. They they are they are that good on defense, and that's why I think they're those are the two teams that are going to end up in the Super Bowl. But the Packers team again, I, I get why people would be would be nervous, but sure. I think right now it's just more recency bias where you just saw them go into Dallas and absolutely just destroy a really talented Cowboys team, just embarrass them. I, I just think it was like one of those weeks for Dallas. I think Dallas is built to choke green Bay. Yes. A lot of talent offensively, but you know, they barely got by the bears again, two weeks ago, to mm -hmm. get, right. To get in the playoffs. So yeah, I feel like it was just, they had a really good day and I feel like green Bay, you're walking into a buzzsaw Niners. No, they know they've been talking about this since off season, since preseason, the team knows they need to get it done. The path is there. I think they're going to come out. I think they're, they're going to be on a mission. Well, and I mean, look at what, what Kyle Shanahan did to that Cowboys defense in week five, right? 42 to 10. Mm -hmm. You don't think Matt LaFleur watched that tape and, and saw some things that he could probably exploit, right? Like that's the, that's the reality. And, and that's where, that's where we are in the season, right? It's, it's, it's all about specific game plans, you know, matchups to exploit all of that. And, and LaFleur runs an offense that can exploit the Cowboys weaknesses. Like you said, the linebackers, the middle of the field, uh, shockingly, the Cowboys were unable to get any pressure whatsoever. Um, which, uh, you know, again, that their, their defense is predicated on getting that pressure. And if they're not, they can get exposed. Um, but I, I think that, I think that green Bay result was more about, the Cowboys than it was about the Packers. I don't want to take anything away from what the Packers did. Their offense was incredible, but I think it was more a statement on who the Cowboys are or aren't. If, if we're being perfectly honest, than it was who the Packers are. And, you know, that kind of, that kind of victory, right. Of being a seven seed going in and, and just absolutely dismantling the two seed on their field. I think this team is going to be riding high a little bit and they're young and that's to be expected, 
Um, I don't think they're going to take the 49ers lightly, but I also think that they probably are going to be a little more confident than they probably should be. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they come out, what, what they look like on offense versus the San Francisco defense. And then what, you know, what that Packers defense, are they, are they able to, to stop the run? I don't think they are. I, I think Christian McCaffrey is going to have 150 plus yards on the ground. I really do. Um, they can't stop the run for teams that are good at running the ball. You know, you look at, like I said, they gave up, I believe five different, five different times this season. They gave up over 200 yards to a team on the ground. Um, that just doesn't get fixed overnight. It wasn't because, you know, it wasn't because they were missing guys or anything like that. They just, mm-hmm. just aren't a good run defending team. Um, and that is one of the weaknesses of, of Joe Barry's defense, which is the same type of defense that, um, uh, what's his face that Staley, right? He kind of comes from, he was Staley's linebackers coach in, in LA before Staley went or in with the Rams before Staley went to the chargers mm-hmm. and then the Packers hired Joe Barry. So um, like I said, you know, he's, his defense has made guys like Tommy DeVito look good. So in the end, regardless of how good that Packers offense is, there's just not enough on the defensive side to, to, reliably stop this 49ers offense and that that's really where the game comes to me comes down to me is they're just not going to be able to stop this 49ers offense and you know I have a feeling that we're looking at 34 points or more for this for this 49ers offense against that Packers defense and if they can force Jordan Love into some mistakes and some turnovers it could get ugly I don't I don't think it's going to be ugly, but it definitely could. And and the other thing that we have to look at is is weather forecast. It does look at at currently as we're we're recording on Tuesday at uh, six p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, it is forecasted to rain, which means that you know again we could see a bit of a sloppy field. Um, I think that bodes well for the 49ers because they again can can lean on the run with Christian McCaffrey yep. and Elijah Mitchell and, and Jordan Mason and, and really just punish this, this Packers offense. And that's the other thing is if you're afraid of somebody's offense, what's the best way to, to, to defend it, eat up that clock, run the ball, run hard, you know, eat up time of possession. Don't give them, you know, more than a handful of opportunities and, and you should be good. If they get down 10, nothing, uh, are you going to be, are you worried? Do you think the, the, the 49ers? 49ers, yeah. If no, I'm not worried. Green, not, that's that's no. maybe the one. And I don't know that it would worry me. It's just one of the things they have to prove, right? Yeah. That would be a situation where I'm like, all right, now you got to prove you can come back because they have had some trouble coming back. You know, just whatever happens. Packers score on their opening drive. Mm-hmm. You fumble or, or, or you know. Yeah. Packers score on the opening drive. It's three and out. They get a field goal. And all of a sudden, whoa, whoa what's it? it's, it's 10 nothing. That that would be one of the spots where I'm like, all right, can this team come back? The other spot still is is moody. If it is a close game, I'm I'm a little bit worried there. But I guess those are the only real two things with the Niners where there's any sort of worry for me at all. If it's a close game or just even a game where you're moving the ball and you don't score touchdowns and you miss a couple field goals, then you're letting the team mm-hmm. hang around. Or if they get behind, do things start to snowball a little bit? Those would be my two worries. But I just again, I think there's there's so much. I know the Lions are a good team, but I just mm-hmm. I, I think the Lion or the 49ers are better enough <laughs> than the rest of the teams that, that it, it's there's too much talent there. There's too much talent for them not to and, be playing. And I think I think there's too much experience to be worried about something like that as well. Like I would be far more yeah, concerned as a fan of the Packers and their youth if the Packers go down 10 nothing I think there's a, a distinct chance that they start to turtle a little bit you know they're so young they have no experience in the playoffs outside of this you know this game against Dallas which wasn't a, a, wasn't a typical playoff game and wasn't very difficult for them that there wasn't stress there wasn't that kind of thing um you know I think I think if if the Packers get down 10 nothing 13 nothing I think you start to see a little bit of puckering on their end but I think this 49ers team is too veteran laden, too experienced, uh, too focused on the prize to let something like two scores, you know, get them out of their game. Um, so no, I'm not I'm not concerned about that. Now, if you're talking about the Super Bowl and you're facing a team like the Ravens or the Chiefs or the Bills and they go down 10 nothing, I think that's a different story. But against a, a Packers defense that 
is is bound to let them back in the game. No, I'm I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be terribly worried. Yeah, I agree. Just too much talent. And again, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing the way this team is going to come out because they've been playing. They've been waiting for this moment. They've been playing for this moment. They knew this moment was coming. They're all focused on this. It's just again, it feels like 1994 to me in that. I think they're going to come out and punch them in the mouth. I really do. Yeah, I really, I, really I, do. I, and again, if you know me, I always worry about shit. I always find things to worry about. <laughs> I think the Niners are going to win the next two games, regardless of who they play the next championship game, fairly easily. Mm -hmm. And then the Super Bowl, we'll see when we get to the Super Bowl. But I feel like the rest of the playoffs are going to be a cakewalk for them. And it just feels like kind of like, I don't know, it feels like a destiny year to me for them to get to the Super Bowl. And then again, we'll see what happens. But yeah. it just feels like it's a, a foregone conclusion. I don't know. Things are everything just getting the vibe. Maybe I'm crazy. I'm just getting that vibe. Like it's just everything's coming up Niners. It's just kind of their year. You know what I mean? And like, for and for somebody kind of Yeah. And and for somebody that very much, you know, will will call out bullshit when you see it. For for, for Al to have vibes right now, for Al to feel those vibes, like that's a big deal. That's a I never feel that positive is a about big anything. Deal. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> like not a single thing. I love it. I love it. So, so for, for me to feel yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's, I think that's as big a deal as any. Yeah. <laughs> if we're being yeah. perfectly if, honest. If, if, if Al Sacco was this confident, maybe, 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 maybe we should have good vibes here, but yeah. I don't know. Well, I think Brian, yeah, I think it's going to be, I'm going to say 35, 38 points for the Niners. Mm-hmm. Packers may hit 20, but I, f I feel like it, it, it's going to be a pretty easy one. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, like I said earlier, I think they're going to go into the half up one, maybe two scores, let's say like 17, 10 into the half. And I think this game ends like 38, 23, something along those lines where, you know, the Packers score late because the 49ers are playing soft coverage and all of that. Cause they're up by, you know, three or four scores. Um, that and and honestly, no disrespect to the Packers, none whatsoever. Um, I am very impressed by Jordan Love. Uh, I think it's unfair that it it appears that they are going to go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love without any bullshit in between, uh, which is just unheard of. In terms of, uh, I mean, the only other thing you could think of is what the Steelers have done with head coaches. Uh, you know, where they've had three mm -hmm. head coaches since we landed on the moon or some kind of crazy stat yeah. like that. But yep. um, but I, I just think that this 49ers team is, again, just a tier above anybody in the NFC. And that offense in, in Green Bay is impressive and they've made leaps and bounds and they're going to be really, really good again next year. And if they can get some pieces on defense, I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. But I just think that they are let's say a year early right now. Um, but they are, they are peaking at the right time, but I just don't think that their peak is still anywhere near what the 49ers peak can be. And I just think that that's why this game ends up. So like I said, I, I'm going to go 38, 23, uh, 49ers. And the reason that we're giving score predictions is because, uh, I am, uh, I am leaving on Thursday morning for Vegas. My youngest is, uh, going there for the jams, uh, national cheer competition uh, in Vegas. So she'll be cheering on Friday, uh, which means Saturday. Uh, I don't have to worry. I will be able to watch the game, but I don't get to watch it from home. I will be watching it in Vegas. I'm not sure where. Um, so uh, later this week, uh, we're not sure what, what will happen. Either Al's going to go solo or we may find uh, an old friend or a fun guest or whatever the case may be. It was awesome to talk to Kiana last episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we'll be we'll be back. Uh, I get back Sunday, so uh, I'll coordinate with Al. Maybe we'll record on Sunday. Uh, Who knows? As we react. Yeah, you never know, right? It hey, it, everything is fluid. It's the postseason. We got to be flexible. I, but uh, I do have to ask. But I'm excited. Ask you. Got to ask you before we get out of here, though. Who yeah. are you taking in Detroit and Tampa? I'm taking Detroit. Um, yeah, me too. I think I, I just think that. Um. I think that game is probably going to be close like that Rams game was because I think Todd Bowles is a good defensive coordinator and Jared Goff is is want to to give away the ball a little bit. Um, he was just, I think, lucky against the Rams. But I think ultimately the the Lions have enough on offense to to pull that one out. Uh, but 
again, I don't think either one of those teams again would would scare me coming to uh, Santa Clara for the championship game. I really want the Lions to win because I'm just riding high on those vibes for that fan base. Like that is so cool. Like I was genuinely happy for the Lions fans when they when they won that game and and happy Dude, for Jared Goff and yeah yeah it was awesome. I loved it because. Yeah. You know, it, it's been a nightmare for them for for so long, and I would love for that team to get into the NFC Championship game. I just am bummed that it will likely be against against my squad, and and um, you know, I think my squad will take care of business. But um, love what's happening for the Lions. Uh, hope that it continues. They are going to lose their offensive coordinator, so that could be, you know, they uh, could yeah. take a step back next year. You never know. They're going to have to pay Jared Goff. That seems. You know, it seems like the the Bucks and the Lions are in the same spot. They got to pay a quarterback that is maybe a shade above average, but not probably at the level that you're going to have to pay them. But you know, how do you not pay Jared Goff? How do you not pay Baker Mayfield? You know, they made it they to the division round. They have Hendon Hooker lurking though. Was a twenty seven year old Hendon Hooker? How old is that guy? Is that how old he is? I think he was twenty five when he was in the draft. So. Kind of yeah. wonder about him though if, if he comes out next year and they're like, oh, this guy looks good. But yeah, they're a fun team. And I'll tell you what, man, like again, if, if it wasn't the Niners that they would be going against, I'd, I'd want them to get the Super Bowl. I don't know how you can't root for Dan Campbell and what's going on there. It's a lot of fun. But um, hopefully they win this week and the Niners win this week and then Detroit gets curb stuff in the NFC Championship game. Um, yeah, he just yeah, turned we'll 26. Hendon Hooker just turned 26. Holy January shit, he's that old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, That's Sam Hartman for for Notre Dame is like forty five years old. Yeah, it's I'm like Brandon Whedon, and like yeah, like because well, the transfer portal now and everything else, these yeah. guys play like for and COVID, and COVID, COVID too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so like Bo like, Nix. Yeah. I think Bo Nix is twenty four. Michael Penix is twenty four. Like this, all they're these dudes old, are old right now. Yeah. Isn't that unbelievable? All yeah. these guys are older than Brock Purdy. Yep. Yeah. Madness. Hey, all right, also, we're out of here. Dal- hold up, but but yeah. before we leave, Dallas, let Trey start. It's Trey Lance, Aaron Dallas. Here we go. Bill Belichick. Oh man, we got to talk about we got to talk about coaches when when we get the opportunity because yeah, it's 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 wild out there right now. But uh, long off long off seasons, we'll yeah. be out of time. But hey, all right, we're 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 out of here. Go Niners! Enjoy enjoy, enjoy the game. Enjoy it. I will from Vegas. Al will from his basement. Drinking beers, having fun, and uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Later. Niners on three! One, two, three! Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 